You're listening to episode number 107 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, and today's episode is a discussion on Instagram filters versus no filters and the new law that Norway has implemented, which forces influencers to disclose when they are retouching their photos in advertisements. If you're new here, my name is Kaylee. I'm the host of Self-Care Sunday, the podcast, and once upon a time, many years ago, was one of the first people to popularize the hashtag Self-Care Sunday. I think it was back in 2014 when I started really like putting this into practice. I have always been a mental health advocate. I worked with mental health nonprofits and organizations for many years, traveling and speaking, sharing my own experience with mental illness, my recovery from an eating disorder, and have worked with organizations like the Jed Foundation, uh, spoke at We Day alongside some really cool people. And when I left my first startup, I was incredibly burnt out. A, from just building a startup, and B, from being a mental health advocate and the amount of responsibility that comes with being in that space. And so I kind of started Self-Care Sunday as a way for me to take control of my own mental health and self-care journey and the way that I was sharing my story and kind of shift that from Instagram and public speaking and put it into this podcast that you're listening to now. So I've been doing the podcast for a few years. It's definitely evolved in many ways. And now I really like to use it as a space to reflect on my own mental health and business journeys, but also interview people that I admire in the space, learn more about how they manage their own self-care and mental health journeys, as well as interviewing specialists and experts, people like doctors and psychologists and therapists who can shed more light on the issues that are really important to us. And before we get into today's episode, this week's Self-Care Sunday recommendation, which is my weekly product recommendation, book, podcast episode, something that has been a part of my self-care routine this week. And this week it is the Super Goop Unseen Sunscreen. So I bought this a couple of weeks ago and was basically just preparing for this heat wave here in Calgary and in Alberta that we've had. It has been so hot out and honestly guys, this Super Goop sunscreen lives up to the hype. I was a little bit unsure if it would and I know that Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop don't always have the best rep when it comes to product recommendations, but honestly this is the best sunscreen that I've ever tried. The reason why I love it a is because it's really light and easy to put on. It's not thick, it's not goopy or sticky. Goopy, lol. <laughs> B, it is completely clear. So there's no white layer or white residue that's left over even after you blend it into your skin. And why I love it is it makes reapplying sunscreen so much easier throughout the day, which I feel like people don't remember that you actually are supposed to apply sunscreen every two to three hours, and if you don't, it just is not working for you. Like, it does not work unless you reapply it, and so I never did that growing up, um, and obviously, like, when you're wearing makeup or something outside, you don't want to put a white sunscreen over top of your makeup or, like, redo your makeup. So what I love about this Super Goop Unseen Sunscreen is that you can apply it basically over top of makeup. Like I've been wearing really natural makeup over the past couple of weeks because of the heat 
and this applies nicely over top of makeup. It also kind of feels like a primer, so you can layer it with makeup again. Anyways, I'm a big fan. This is not an ad. I'll see if I can find an affiliate link somewhere. Um, if not, I'll just link the product down below. And honestly, if you are in the heat right now or are looking for a new sunscreen, highly recommend. Okay, let's get into today's episode. So I wanted to talk about filters versus no filters because I feel like it's been a recurring conversation that I've had on Instagram with my followers, with other influencers lately, and now this week there was a new law in Norway announced that is essentially going to make it illegal for influencers to not disclose when they retouch or alter their photos in sponsored posts. And so I thought it was a perfect time to kind of chat about this subject and break down, you know, why I think this is actually a really positive thing and get more into the depths of what that law actually looks like, what it applies to. But from like a personal level, I have definitely noticed my mental health affected by this like unattainable perfection that a lot of Instagram models or Instagram influencers portray on their accounts. And I have done a big unfollow purge. I don't really follow influencers that make me feel insecure anymore because it just honestly wasn't good for my self-esteem and the way I viewed myself. Even as somebody who works in social media and recognizes how much these photos often are altered and that Instagram is a highlight reel, you know, it still affects me. And so I can only imagine how much it affects younger consumers, younger people and followers who maybe are not as media literate or understanding that literally everything that you see is edited or altered in some way. And so honestly, I'm really glad that this conversation is being had in larger marketing spheres and in the context of influencers promoting products and influencers doing sponsored posts and advertisements because it is kind of one of those problems that you don't really recognize until it's changed the entire norm of the way things are. And so I think with social media specifically, like, it has become so ingrained in our culture that it's almost hard to separate what is real life and what is social sometimes because social is our real life, especially the past year and a half where we've all been locked up inside, you know, screen times have increased drastically, um, user bases on social media platforms like TikTok and Twitch have increased significantly and people are spending more time online and in front of a screen consuming this altered social content than they are actually spending time outside with their friends. So I think that's why this is a really important conversation to be having and that I'm really pleased, honestly, to see a country like Norway stepping up and making some sort of statement and stance legally about this because it is something that is so prevalent that I don't even think a lot of us recognize or notice. So I actually did a poll on Instagram yesterday 
um, essentially showing my face with filters, doing like a screen recording, switching between filters, and then turning the filters off. And I've seen this as kind of a new trend on TikTok where girls will show what their face looks like with one of the makeup filters on Instagram or a Snapchat or TikTok filter, the beauty filters, and then essentially removing the layer of the filter and showing their natural face. And I actually love seeing young women doing this and to see young people like taking ownership over this and saying hey it's actually okay to not give in to these beauty standards is a really really cool thing because a lot of times I think young people are also the most susceptible to feeling that pressure so that's what kind of gave me this idea was seeing this trend on TikTok and so I posted this video on my Instagram stories and did a poll if people prefer filters or no filters. And I didn't really give the context as to if they prefer seeing me with filters or no filters or if they prefer to use filters themselves or no filters, but I was honestly a little bit surprised by the results. So 44% of people said that they like filters and 56% said they prefer no filters. And I've had this conversation with different influencer friends before and I feel like people are really um, can be really divided on this issue where filters can make things look cute and aesthetic and if it doesn't affect your mental health personally, like, why would you not use them? I've heard a lot of people say, you know, it doesn't affect me. Seeing people's faces altered or using makeup or retouching on Instagram filters or stories, I know that that's not real because you can see the filter disclosure in the top left corner of someone's story. And so I've heard, you know, I know that it's not real, so it doesn't really bother me, and I do the same thing. And then on the other side of the spectrum, which I think is the side that I resonate more with, is like, even though you know it's not real, it is so prevalent and so common, and everybody uses these things that we almost forget what real skin texture looks like, or what people really look like and like why do you need a filter to feel okay going on stories when your natural face is fine as it is you know like is it a conversation of people needing like feeling insecure without these altering filters or is it that people just do it for the aesthetic and i don't think there's a way for us to know that i think personally when I think about it yes I love the aesthetic of filters but a lot of times I do just feel way better and way more comfortable in how I look if I use a filter because it smooths features and just makes everything look kind of perfect so you don't have to worry about your makeup you don't have to worry about you know looking great for camera versus not using filters even though it's more real and authentic can sometimes feel intimidating to me and I've tried to make a point of not using filters more and actually even disclosing in my own ads or on my stories or photos that I post on Instagram when I am editing them or what I am editing. So for example, I did an ad with Revlon a few weeks ago and it was for their makeup, a new makeup line, and I did not retouch that photo at all. I didn't even edit the lighting in it. I didn't retouch any of my makeup, nothing. And when I put that disclosure on the ad, I was kind of thinking like, we shouldn't even need to put these disclosures that a photo is not edited or not altered. But I think for consumers, it's important to know like what a product actually does and 
what somebody actually looks like when they are using or reviewing a product because a big problem with influencers and this like unattainable image that they're creating is not just the impact that it has on our mental health and body image but also it's false advertising sometimes like I think especially for beauty ads beauty influencers how can you trust an influencer's recommendation of a product when they've edited themselves to look perfect in an advertisement of that product? And how can you really like know what a product does or how effective it is if that photo or video has been altered? Something else I think a lot of people don't realize is that you can edit videos as well. So not just face tuning photos, but you can face tune videos to have slimming effects, to retouch your face as you were speaking. Um, it's actually really kind of crazy what is accessible to people nowadays to really seamlessly edit anything and make yourself look a certain way even in a video that seems natural like an instagram story um, danielle bernstein comes under fire for this a lot danielle bernstein is at we wore what if you don't know she has 2.6 million followers and she basically has accounts that will pick apart the videos that she uploads to instagram stories because in the videos you can see like a background glitching or her legs, you know, moving in and out or her stomach, you know, doing weird things that likely wouldn't happen in a normal video. So there's basically accounts that I think one is called at we photoshopped what and it shows different videos of Danielle, different photos and how they suspect they have been altered to make her look thinner and basically comparing her own Instagram stories and Instagram photos to something like a paparazzi photo or a photo that was taken at an event of her where she looks drastically different, but it was on the same day, she was wearing the same clothes, um, and so she's been called out quite a bit for using editing apps like this. Another obvious influencer slash family of influencers that has been called out time and time again for editing their photos and videos are the Kardashians. Kim specifically, I think, is called out the most, but the entire family is kind of notorious for this, and they've been asked about it actually recently on their, what was it, on their, like, recap of the finale of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I don't remember what the interview was called, but basically they kind of pushed back on this idea that they promote unrealistic or unattainable beauty standards, which I actually thought was interesting that they wouldn't actually address the issue and, you know, admit to contributing to this in response to whether or not they thought that they contributed to these unrealistic beauty ideals. Kim said, no, I don't because I think we get up, we do the work, we work out. And obviously on social media, she shares a ton of her early morning workout videos. She has always said that she lives a super healthy lifestyle, but of course didn't address any like plastic surgery or like Botox or retouching or anything like, like that. And then Kendall spoke up and she basically explained that the family's biggest priority has always been staying quote-unquote healthy and that's what they hope their fans take away from their social media posts. 
Um, and she said, we all really enjoy taking care of ourselves and being healthy. So I think of anything, the only thing we're really trying to represent is just being the most healthy version of yourself. Again, they didn't address retouching or anything like that specifically. And I think that's really what the question was about. It wasn't about like, okay, what is the lifestyle that you're leading? And what is that example to young people? Because I think it's obvious like they do live a very privileged lifestyle and that they can afford to have these private trainers that they're training every single day every single morning they can afford the best of the best in terms of food and um, making sure that they're eating the healthiest and best meals and the best access to like skincare professionals and everything like that but there was no mention of the photoshopping or the video editing which i thought was interesting um, Chloe did actually address people saying that she's had like a face transplant, that she has a new face. And basically what she said was that nobody ever asks her direct questions or like specific questions about having work done. They just assume that she has. And so she admitted to having a nose job, but she said, nobody's ever asked me about whether or not I've had a nose job. They just say that I've gotten a new face. She said in no interview has anybody ever said that, which I find... I don't know if I believe that, but I did think it was interesting that they just kind of brushed aside any mention of retouching, photo editing, video editing, because that to me is the biggest problem. It's not like the way they live their lives. Obviously, they put in a lot of work to look the way that they do. It's their full-time job to look like that. They just didn't want to address the kind of more controversial pieces. I think what is most distressing to me is people seeing figures like the Kardashians or other big Instagram influencers and comparing themselves to a version of these influencers that these influencers don't even look like themselves. So like if you compare photos on set or photos behind the scenes after a party versus what the Kardashians post on their socials, they look different as most people do when you spend time posing and editing and creating a perfect illusion in a photo or a video, it's going to look different than what you look like day of when a camera randomly catches you at your bad angle, right? And yet, people are not always seeing the real behind the scenes of what these people actually look like, what goes into creating these images. And when I mean images, I don't just mean digitally, but like, all the behind the scenes in person too. Like for these people to look gorgeous in person as well, it's like hours and hours of hair and makeup. It's hours and hours of training of X, Y, and Z, getting the perfectly tailored clothing, like things that most people just don't have access to and don't have the resources for. And it does create this like incredibly toxic ideal that is what people are seeing every single day on socials when we're scrolling with the content that we consume. So let's talk about what Norway is doing about it. So recently, Norway announced a new law forcing influencers to disclose body retouching in advertising. So basically, in any sponsored content that they're posting, they need to disclose if their face has been altered, if the photo has been retouched, if muscles have been defined, if their body has been changed in any way, shape, or form. So this new law is an amendment actually to 
the Marketing Act that has been in place for many years now in Norway, and it was passed with a landslide 72 to 15 vote, um, which is encouraging to me, although I'm concerned why 15 people voted against this, and I would be interested to hear what those discussions and debate looked like and why this disclosure would like why they would not want this in specifically advertising content because this basically what this law does it does not affect regular posts that influencers make so if an influencer edits a photo or video post it to instagram or tiktok and it's just a normal video the law is not going to say they did something illegal by editing those things where this law comes into play is when a when an influencer partners with a beauty brand for example I'll talk about my Revlon example. When I partnered with Revlon and posted that photo, if I would have chosen to edit the way my makeup looked or edit the shape of my face or anything like that before posting that ad, I would need to disclose on that ad that I had retouched or altered the photo because it being an advertisement, this could be considered false advertising and there needs to be transparency in advertising which I actually think is really important to carry over here in North America because there are, you know, policies in place to protect consumers, but we haven't seen it go so far as to what Norway did. And to take into consideration kind of this 21st century way of marketing that can be very misleading because of the way that influencers edit and alter their photos. And so the decision for this law in Norway actually comes after years of advocacy from youth groups and Norway's Ministry of Children and Family Affairs calling for stricter measures to address growing concerns around body image and mental health. And this is something that I haven't seen happen similarly here in Canada, at least. I don't know about the United States, but for those of you in Canada, you would remember that like we used to have the Concerned Children's Advertisers, which was a nonprofit based in Canada that created commercials around media literacy and bullying and, you know, self-esteem, um, drug abuse prevention, all of these issues that were really prevalent to children, preteens, even teenagers, and were used as a way to help children and young consumers think critically about things. Some of the most well-known commercials being like the House Hippo commercial, where at the end it's like, that looked really real. And it kind of has this very quick breakdown of like, you know, think critically about the things that you see on TV. Don't just assume that something is real because you see it. Another famous one is the what's your thing? And it shows all these kids with like really weird or like quirky habits and basically encourages kids to just like find a thing that they love and do it. There's like a magician, there's a guy who makes T-Rex noises, there's a guy who's like a tap dancer. It was just like they created these really actually great pieces of content and looking back now as an adult, I was like re-watching some of them on YouTube recently and I was like, these are actually really great commercials. Whatever happened to the Concerned Children's Advertisers? Like, why don't they make these commercials anymore? Because this was really like in, I think, the late 90s, early 2000s and basically I looked it up and the Concerned Children's Advertisers group is gone. It's defunct as of March 2017 which I didn't really dig too much deeper as to why, 
but as I was reading about Norway and thinking more just about like the influencer space and media literacy in general, I couldn't help but think, you know, the Concerned Children's Advertisers Group is something that every country kind of needs and we need especially more now that there is so much more content and advertising being done directly to children through social media apps and they're not learning media literacy in the same way. So the question becomes like how do we educate young people on media literacy? How do we make sure that young people know that so much of what they see is fabricated, is curated, is edited, retouched, and that brings us back to this new law in Norway and what governments can do to create policies that help protect young people and help protect consumers. So back to the soon-to-be-introduced law in Norway, it will require that advertising and sponsored posts posted whether by a brand or an influencer where a body's shape, size, or skin has been changed by retouching or other manipulation be clearly marked to declare that it has been edited. Failure to comply will result in a fine. And this is obviously updated for social media. The amendment is specifically for social media and influencer marketing, whereas advertising laws in the past around false advertising have been, I think, more broad and general to things like TV and billboards and that sort of thing. Um, as reported in Vice, the law included enlarged lips, pronounced muscles, narrowed waists as examples of edits that will require declaration when the law comes into effect, but obviously that is just one small sample of all the things that you can edit in a photo, so they were just pulling those as a few examples of what to look for and what would need to be disclosed. What is, I think, really important to note here is the research behind this law. And so, preliminary research presented by the Ministry of Children and Family Affairs claimed that more than half of 10th grade girls in Oslo school were struggling with their mental health and that anorexia was the third most common cause of death among young girls. Now, eating disorders have had always a very high mortality rate in mental illness. It is, I think, one of the highest mortality rates amongst different mental health issues. So that is a pretty shocking statistic and is the research behind why introducing a law like this is so important. And it's actually shocking to me that more places aren't pressing something like this forward. But now that Norway has kind of led the way, I'm really curious to see if it becomes more of a domino effect of more governments having these conversations or bills like this or amendments to existing marketing acts um, actually get altered to include specific language around influencer marketing and social media editing and retouching. In the proposal for the bill, the ministry stated that young people are exposed to a massive pressure to look good through, among other things, advertising and social media, and the models that are shown are often digitally retouched. This exposes young people to an ideal of beauty that is impossible to achieve, and honestly, I agree, but I'm really curious to hear your guys' thoughts if you think legal disclosure of editing and retouching in advertising is necessary in all countries, more countries than Norway, um, or if you think it's overboard. Personally, I don't know how much they'll be able to enforce it. I'm really curious to see, like, in practice, 
what this looks like. I personally am really pleased to see this new law come into place soon and would love to see a ripple effect like this in other places. Let me know in the DMs, leave me a comment on at Care Sunday, and let's chat about it. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot, share on Instagram at Sunday. It helps new people find the show, or if you're an Apple user, leaving a five-star review and rating. I know that this is like such a cliche for podcasters to ask for, but honestly, it does help with the podcasting algorithm and it helps new users discover the show. So it's super, super, super appreciated. Thank you guys so much. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this episode. And until next time, happy self-care Sunday, everyone.